So Kelsey and I went on vacation to Orlando last as week. As one does. As one does for spring break, which, you know, not my choice, really. This was a, right. like, kind of family-oriented uh-huh. thing. But we yeah. ended up staying at this, like, resort okay. with Kelsey's family, which was cool. That's fun. Yeah. I've never done that. It was nice. Um, it's Because it's, like, these, like, apartment building hotels, and there are several of them, and then these, like, pools where people gather, and there's, like... A bar and entertainment for children in the same place. Oh. Um, and then just a bunch of people hanging out at this pool. Vacations are so weird if you think about them too much. Super weird. <laughs> and this is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, because we were hanging out um, by the hot tub at one point. Because it was cold last week. Yeah, it was. If you remember. What a terrible week for spring break, honestly. But honestly kind of perfect. Because <laughs> it was like 67 and I was like... It's okay. comfortable to be outside yeah. and comfortable to be in this hot tub. Yeah, hot at the tub. Same time. Good hot tub weather. Yeah, it was great. But as we're sitting there in this hot tub, like a little boy approaches. Okay. I'm going to guess he's like 10, 11, maybe 12, like pushing 12. Okay. And he's got his forearm in a cast. Oh. But he's in a bathing suit. Okay. And I'm like, ooh, he's got to be careful with yeah. that cast. He's going to get it wet. For sure. And like, you shouldn't do that. Where's the plastic bag? Because it's going to, like, rot on your arm. Yeah. And then all, you're going to get, like, trench foot on your arm. Um, and I was worried about him. That was nice. And then he just sits down in the hot tub and puts his arm straight in the water. Plops it in? Plops it in. And I just wondered, like... Do they have waterproof casts now? No. <laughs> I mean, not to my knowledge. Yeah. And that was my first thought, too. I was like, well, maybe he has a waterproof cast. I was like, no, that doesn't exist. That definitely doesn't also, exist. Also, you know that cast is filthy. Yes. He's just put it... Yes. In the water, uh-huh. where you all are. Correct. Um, and I'm just thinking, was he like, hmm, I bet that hot water will feel good on my broken arm. <laughs> like, what's happening? Maybe and he then, thought it would be like healing, like going maybe. down to the Bethsaida pool. <laughs> Bethsaida. <laughs> or Bethesda pool. Bethesda. Woe right. to you, Bethsaida. I'm that's sorry. a different thing. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then he like had a cup and was drinking out of it. And when the cup was empty, he started filling it up with water and just dumping it on his head. And then I wondered, like, did he misunderstand the instructions about the cast? Did he think he wasn't supposed to, like, submerge his head in water or something? Did he misread the directions? And I wondered, like, where are his parents? That's what I... Look, whenever I'm on vacation, I am always wondering, where are the parents? Yeah. (laughs) Well, there are a bunch of kids doing weird things because kids are weird. Like, I have other stories about that, but this kid in particular was so fascinating to me and we sat and watched him for a solid 20 minutes well because i was about to say honestly if you're talking 10 that makes a little bit more sense but 8 was, to 10 but, but if was, he's pushing 12 i was gonna say i, I think around 12 i mean say both of us without children right but but still yeah i mean i was 12 once yeah you were 12 too. once there was also i think i'm not mom shaming because i don't know about babies or hot tubs or moms but like there was one with like maybe a 10-month-old baby who was sitting in the hot tub. Oh. And I was like, I don't think that's allowed. I don't think so either. They they used to have, like, a sign. Yeah, they say, like, no pregnant mothers yeah. or children yeah. under, like, five yeah. without supervision. Because it's hot, y'all. Yeah. It's hot. You shouldn't put your baby in a hot tub. Yeah. Anyway. episode 164 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I have a very particular way that I like to read. 
And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Our topic for discussion today comes from a listener who many, many months ago, I think actually for our mailbag episode that we did in December, um, asked us about like how we read, where we read. Um, oh, she's under, still listening. Right? Under, <laughs> under what conditions we read. Okay. Um, and not just, like, always, but how, how we like to read. Okay. What is our, like, comfort place? Like, our actual preference, not yeah. just our, our jobs. Right. Because okay. we both read a lot for our jobs. That's right. Um, and my job reading is not always fun. Right. Um, and yours is not always fun re- either, but it's more often fun than mine. I was about I to say, the, maybe the books are fun, but the... The act of reading is not always. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas none of mine is. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, I have thoughts about my life and the things. Some questions. <laughs> I do. You having a quarter life crisis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> having a hard quarter life crisis. Uh, uh, but it's going to be fine. This too shall pass. I did my taxes the other day. Oh, that'll it, do it. It was actually great. <laughs> um, but the process of, like, the three-day process of trying to do it myself was yeah. not great. Yeah. Anyway, I used to like to relax by reading. And I, then I went to college. I used, yeah. I'm going to say I used to also relax by reading, and then I worked at the bookshelf. hmm I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. Yeah. And I think it's a good topic. It's a great topic because my reading life has changed. And I do think of the questions I receive maybe via email or just in conversation with people, many times fellow readers will ask, hey, how has your reading life changed? Mm -hmm. Or I think more importantly, like, do you still like to read? Yeah. Like, because in the book, the e-myth about, like, starting your own business, like, the big principle is that as a if you open a bakery, you actually are not going to be the baker. Right. So eventually you have to hire bakers right. and you're going to be the person paying the taxes. <laughs> and so I'm sure people wonder, like, in a bookstore, do I still get to read or am I just paying taxes? Well, it's a lot of paying taxes. <laughs> and it's a lot... Turns out. It's a lot of meeting with banks. Um, but it is, in my case anyway, still a lot of reading. Yeah. And a lot of, of fun reading. Which is good. But it certainly has changed. I mean, we've talked about that before. Yeah. We've talked about quantities, so I won't talk about that today. But it, um, but how I read has changed, too. And so if you're going to imagine a nice day off in which you want to be reading, like, let's say that you are somehow in this utopia that we live in, <laughs> in this fantasy right now, um, given, like, a month off... Mm. So paid be so good. <laughs> from the bookshelf and okay. you can spend it however you want. Yeah. And for part of that vacation, mm-hmm. you are going to read. Yeah. In what fantasy world, mm-hmm. how are you doing that? Um, so the closest example I have of this is my family used to go to the beach for a week every mm-hmm. year. And this year we're trying to do it too. And I'm trying to see if I can take off a full week. Yeah. Um, and if that, is, if that happens, I will pack like 10 to 12 books. Yeah. And I will still get real excited about that. And I will probably read one a day. And I will read down by the water. I will read before bed. When Jordan and I go on vacations, it's a lot of movement. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot more it's exploration. Yeah. And so I read just like I do at home, which is before bed, regardless of how late, like it doesn't matter what time I'm going to read. A few pages, a chapter, a few chapters, always before bed. Right. Um, 
So I think that's true even when I'm on vacation. Like, even in an ideal situation, like something like the beach where you're not doing... My family doesn't do anything but sit by the water. Like, we don't go shopping. We don't... Like, it is just down by the beach and, like, hanging out at the house. Yeah, eating eating and sleeping and reading. And in my family... It's so good. And in my family, it's a lot of reading and discussing. So it's a lot of... Because every bit my whole family's reader... My whole family is readers, are readers... Uh, it's a collective, oh, it's collective those, nouns yeah, are, it's hard. are different. Uh, everyone in my family is a reader. There you go. And so we will frequently literally be sitting like side by side, so six of us or something, each with a different book. And then we're frequently initiating conversations right. because of something we read, which is a highlight of my high school, early adulthood. Like, that is a fond memory of mine because I still think books spark the most interesting conversations. And so my family will have really great conversations based on reading. So I think I'm probably, if I'm on a vacation, if I'm in Europe or something, I'm still reading. I'm probably reading, uh, if I don't have anything else to do, a book a day. Yeah. And and reading always before bed. Okay, so in bed and, like, on the beach. Yeah. Or kind of like how you would... Ideally want to be reading? Yeah, outside. Outside. So, uh, like, even now, I mean, really hope the pollen is slowly leaving Mm. our territory, but... I think it's just getting started. I know, and and weather, truthfully, we had, like, a week of really good weather, Mm -hmm. but then last week was super cold, Mm -hmm. but I love sitting on my front porch and reading, and I really try hard to establish, it has been hard for me to establish boundaries with the bookshelf, um, meaning... I would frequently, because I came from a background where you worked 8 to 5 or 8 to 5.30, it was weird to me to not have a normal schedule anymore, mm-hmm. and I would feel guilty. So, like, I would come home at 4 o'clock and immediately start answering emails mm-hmm. or doing something like that until Jordan was like, Annie, you do hey, realize that that's not the point of this. This job is, you're constantly working. You know, the night Jordan and I recorded the podcast episode a few weeks ago, it was like 10.30 mm-hmm. at night, like, because that was when we could do it. So I'm working all the time. So Jordan suggested that when I can to, like, get off at 4 or 4.30 and don't work yeah. and use this, he calls it Annie time, but it's like buffer time between, like, 4.30 or 5 in the afternoon and then when he leaves work. And when he leaves work, I get a text, and that means I'm on my way home, so that means I should start dinner. He's not telling me to start dinner. I know that's not your relationship, but let's rephrase that. (laughs) He's not telling me to start dinner. What he's saying is, I know it takes me about 45 minutes to cook dinner. I'd like to eat right when he gets home so we can go for a walk or have an extended evening. So my point is, I have like two hours, Mm -hmm. and that to me is ideal reading time. That's great. Yeah. Um, I also love to read outside. Yeah. What is um, it? I do too. When I was in college, I got really spoiled because one of my neighbors had hammocks mm. um, slung between the columns of our like dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was outside door, mm-hmm. dorm, so no yeah. hallway. And we had just these hammocks sitting out there. And I got really used to doing all of my reading in a hammock in the shade under a giant banyan tree. Yeah. Um, which is, like, sounds like a vacation. Yeah, Which I but wonder, it was my everyday life. But I wonder if that's what we're trying to do, like, recreate Maybe. vacations in our... Cause, because, yeah, if I'm sitting on my front porch or I have an Adirondack chair, like, out in my mm-hmm. front yard, um, one, of my, one of my neighbors is a little weird, so I have stopped doing too much of that, but, like, I still, on a perfect day... Jordan even will sometimes make fun of me on a Sunday afternoon. I'll, like, set out, like quilts mm-hmm. on my front yard and then I will read and then I'll fall asleep while reading because there's That's nothing. Nice. It's wonderful. 
Um, I would love that, but I live in an apartment complex. It would be weird for me to do that on the grass. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, but I wonder if that goes back to, because your reading situation sounds like what most people picture vacation as. Well, I mean, and I went to college in West Palm Beach, Florida. (laughs) Right. Literally a block from the water. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, so it was. It was. So um, I just wonder if we're just trying to recreate vacation. That's possible. Uh, But even when I was in grad school, my second apartment had a it was on the second floor of the of the complex and had a porch mm-hmm. and I loved that second floor porch because yeah. there was a tree right there in the spring the baby birds would be in the tree learning how to fly oh um it was amazing it was beautiful um I wrote my whole master's thesis on that porch um I would always read on that porch it was such a good place for me to get work done and then I moved into a first floor unit and it still liked that porch some but it backs up to the woods and a swamp, and there are fleas there mm. um, who have come into my home unbidden um, from me having the sliding door open. And so... Oh, you finally figured out where they were coming from then. Yeah, I mean, that's my speculation. No, that makes a lot more sense. It does make sense. Because um, otherwise, it's like, they can't just be breeding so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not just this explosion constantly, always. I think they were coming from outside. Um, but anyway, I... Um, stopped going on the porch and I keep plants there and I water them and that's all I do on the porch and it makes me very sad. Yeah, because especially I do think, I mean, we joke a lot about the South and I think even the last episode we talked about how spring is this very brief season here, Uh fall is a brief season, but the perk, right, is that our outdoor spaces are our living spaces. Like the reason I can live, which other people are listening to this and I'm sure have smaller homes, but like I live in about a thousand square foot home, well... I don't mind it because I also have a porch. So like this weekend, our friends came over and we spent hours sitting on the front porch, swing, chatting, visiting, like the front porch. I mean, that's why we named the podcast what we named it. (laughs) That's the name of the podcast for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because that, in my ideal world, that's what we're doing is reading and talking. Reading, talking about books. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I want, I have a question based on your comment at the start of the episode. You said you used to read as a stress relieving activity I think you use the past tense so here's my question I feel like in adulthood and I don't know if it's the bookshelf or adulthood Mm -hmm. I can't figure out which it is because both of those kind of (laughs) came about at the same time yeah Yeah. um I used to read for fun Mm -hmm. still read for fun I used to read as a stress reliever like as an escape I think I watch TV now. I definitely as watch an escape. TV now. And I wonder, I mean, I am sure Netflix and Hulu have really taken a toll on my reading life. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day and retweeted it that was like, um, looks around my room, like, I will never read all these books. Goes to store and buys books. Binge watches Hulu. Yeah. And I was like, aha, me. Yeah. And I, I mean... Look, I don't feel shame about that. I feel a little bit of shame about it. Well, and I'm wondering if I should. I don't because in my mind, like when I look at my quantities at the end of the month or when I see how many pages I've read, uh-huh. I think, Meh, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm doing okay. But then like last night, for example, I was exhausted. We, speaking of sitting out on the front porch with our friends, we had stayed up till 1.30 in the morning, both Saturday and Sunday nights, talking to our friends. Mm-hmm. These are our dearest friends from out of town, and so we never have like a pause in the conversation like the next thing you know it's 1 30 in the morning right so I was exhausted last night Jordan got home at a decent time and he was like do you want to watch ER because we've been re-watching that I said absolutely 
And so three, four episodes later. Yep. And I was like. That'll happen. It does. And it's me. Like, I'm the problem. Jordan can quit any old time. Hmm. And so, and so I'm like, what is it? And I had another book, Female Persuasion by mm-hmm. Meg Wolzer, on my nightstand, ready to finish. And because that you I were loved enjoying. it. Yeah. Yes. But I really, it's like my brain yep. couldn't do anymore. Yeah. And which is why I wonder if it's an adulthood thing or like in college, you and I both did great books, honors programs. Mm-hmm. In college, I did not read for fun. I was never not reading. Right. Because I was taking six classes at a time. But you were reading for school. <laughs> and so there always, was no there yeah. was no reading for fun. If you did anything for fun, it was... Go to a movie. Yes. It was TV or going outside or something like that. I got Netflix my senior year of college. And okay. It was when streaming had been pretty recently introduced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you can just watch TV? Any old time. Whenever? Not bound to a schedule. And I was like, ah, yes, Mad Men. Okay. And that's when I watched that. Although, I will defend that. That's pretty literary. That is literary That's TV. not like, like, junk TV. Yeah. Like, that's something you have to pay attention well, to. Well, and I do think, we've talked about before, we're living in a golden age of television. Yeah. Like, lots of stories really are literary yeah. in their scope. Like, it's good storytelling. But I, your, your phrase about using reading as a stress reliever, I don't think I do that anymore. Oh, I definitely don't do that anymore. I will occasionally, like, I try once a month to read something for myself just because yeah. I want to and because I think it's fun. And so often it's so hard for me to finish. Yeah. For me to push past the halfway point because I'm like, but I have so much other work to do. I can't justify like sitting here reading this, but then I'll go watch TV for three hours. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm in you. Often I'm multitasking when I watch TV though. Oh yeah. Like me too. When I'm eating dinner and then sometimes if I'm doing like kind of clerical work, like grading or something yeah. like inputting grades. Yeah. Online, like, I'll watch TV. See, and I think some people can do audiobooks while they do that. I can only... I No. I can't pay attention to that. I can only do audiobooks while I'm walking or driving or knitting. But, like, if I... I can't pay bills while listening to an audiobook. Right. That's hilarious. I can pay bills while I watch Friends because I've literally, literally seen... Every episode, Every episode of Friends. Times, yeah. yeah, so like it's like background noise. I just, I had not thought until you said it that that I don't know that I use books as an escape anymore. Right. As a, as a stress reliever right. anymore. So sometimes, and I don't know if this is a similar question, like people will ask, like, how do you read so much? In fact, I actually think somebody messaged me. I'm sorry. I just realized I don't think I messaged her back. Um, somebody messaged me. She's a young mom. And she said, how do you read? What's your best advice for mm-hmm. reading? And, you know, I don't know that I have advice except the standards, which are I take a book everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So, like, tonight I have a church meeting. And inevitably I'll accidentally get there early or whatever. So I have a book. Yep. And it will be up to me whether I can have the self-control to not look at Instagram uh-huh. and to instead pick up the book. Right. But I take a book everywhere I go. Waiting rooms are great reading time for me. I don't spend a lot of time in waiting rooms, but I always prefer reading in a waiting room instead of looking at my phone. That makes sense. Um, then, so I take a book everywhere I go, and I read always before bed, and I schedule out that, like, Annie time. So, like, that afternoon time. I'm, I might also watch TV for an hour or something, but I do try to read in that hour. Um... So, I guess, do you have advice for, like, how to read more, or when to read? No. I just, I, that was an interesting question, and I totally understand what she means. She's a young mom trying to get back, like, in her reading game, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, audiobooks, 
I do suggest to people like my husband who law school kind of really affected his reading. And so audiobooks have been great for him. Um, He listens to them while he drives, but I don't have a commute. So my reading time has to be super purposeful. Um, And so I have found that to be in the afternoons or right before bed. I, I have a reading before bed problem. Like I stay up too late reading. It's, it's like it's the only time when my brain allows it. Yeah, and I can't read at night. Especially yeah, you've told me that you can't read in bed. I can't read in bed. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I feel like I need long blocks. Yeah. And I used to read in bed when I was younger, um, but it would always be this thing where like I would like half fall asleep reading and then think I had read farther yeah. than I had, and I would, I would know when it started happening because I started like the scenarios were obviously not part of the book, and I was like, no, I just read that they, like, got on a magical unicorn. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, that, <laughs> that didn't not, happen. That's not in this book. In this book. Yeah. Um, it was in your head. And I was like, no, that, that was just a weird turn this book took. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I can't do it. I don't enjoy that experience. You know, one thing that I do realize, I will read... I can't, I don't want to read, obviously, while TV is happening, but I ha- I do weirdly read during commercials. <laughs> so like, if we, so if we watch a show, like, this doesn't happen all the time anymore, but Hulu, for example, we still have commercials. Right. So, if we are watching a show together, sometimes Hulu on our computer or TV takes forever to load commercials. So, I have a book, and then I'm at least reading in snippets instead of looking at my phone. Right. So, read during commercials or basketball games. Like, football games, that's a great time to read. Because then you've got... Then you've got <laughs> wait, trust me on this one. Like, you're... Because I just feel like a lot of people don't fully pay attention to a sporting event on TV. Like, it's not like we're there physically present. Right. Basketball games last a long time. True. And in March Madness, it's a lot of right. basketball. And you really just need the last half. Like, or the you know, yeah. like, that's when a lot of the excitement happens. So, have a book. Like, I, I do tend to read... In the fall, I love watching college football, Mm -hmm. but I don't need to watch every team. My husband likes to watch every team. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to watch every team. I need to watch Florida State and Auburn or, like, teams I care about. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch every game. So if it's just on in the background, I'll I'll read while we do that. And I have finished many a book. I read David David Sedaris' book that way. I can see that. Because then it's, I guess, goes back to, it's just, like, background ambient noise. Like, I I don't hear it. Right. Um, and that space is often very hard for me to get into. Do you read in the car? No. Can you read? Like, meaning yeah, as a passenger? Yeah, like not when I'm driving, obviously. <laughs> Please don't be while you're driving. Um, I've done it. Yeah. I've also tried to write in the car. Yeah. I can't focus for very long that way. I read a lot in the car. I, I can get a lot done. But truly, Instagram has ruined. I think I'm just very distractible. Yeah. Um, I, hmm, we were at a coffee shop yesterday or the day before, must have been Sunday, and there was a man just having, like, a not super loud conversation, but it felt like he was yelling in my ear. Yes. And yeah. he wasn't. Like, I recognize objectively he was having conversation at a normal volume like you and I probably are. Yeah. But I was trying to grade papers. Mm. And I was like, this man won't stop yelling in my ear. And he talked... There was a woman standing standing next to him where he was seated at a table for four by himself with all of his work okay. spread out across the table. So I was already annoyed. <laughs> um, and they talked in that position for like 45 minutes. Oof. And I was like, why didn't this one just pull up a chair at One this of his table? four, yeah. 
Anyway, I was annoyed by that. Why didn't you wear headphones? Because I didn't bring them. Oh, okay. Because I was just grading and didn't think about it. Because that's another place I actually can really enjoy reading. I just don't... I talked to Jordan about this the other day. I love our local coffee shop in Thomasville, yeah. Grassroots. I do not go there very often. Yeah. Uh, because... It's is, very social. It's a... Yeah. And yeah. this is a very small town and, like, people know me now and, and I know them and yeah. you want to be friendly. So, in Tallahassee... Lucky goat. Yeah. Or I... Or... Just, I would just sometimes like pop on over to Starbucks because I was sure. like I can get stuff done here. I don't drink coffee, so right. the coffee does not right. matter to me. Like, <laughs> like that's right. I, I don't drink coffee, but I would read there, and I don't have a place like that in Thomasville anymore. Yeah. And that, and so, which I guess is why I have utilized my front porch yeah. or or my chair. So reading outside is my preferable way. But I will. I am one of those people who can read anywhere. Yeah. So if I'm in a passenger in the car, like we can, we quote unquote commute to church every Sunday. Right. So if I'm in the mood, I will bring a book with me. So back and forth, like, see, and as the driver, I would be like, yes, hello, let's have conversation. Yeah. And I think that's only if I'm reading like a really good book, but other, like recently Jordan and I haven't seen each other. So that car ride is when we're, we're having conversation yeah. or we'll listen to this American life. And so right. we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think podcasts have changed yep. my reading life. Yep. I think Instagram has changed my reading life. And I'm a little like, I don't feel a ton of shame about TV, although sometimes I think I should. I feel shame about Instagram. I can see that. I, like, I, because I, and I'm not even about talking about putting content on Instagram. I'm talking about scrolling. Yeah. And it's not even. Which is not something I do, but it's something I, like, see a lot. Yeah, and it's not even good scrolling anymore because you and I have talked about while recording. Like, the algorithm is so messed yeah. up. Well, I just, I've never used the Explorer feature ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, I don't understand it. I don't know why it's there. It doesn't interest me. But I saw... Kelsey, like, on the Explore feature last night, it was just, like, video, and then another video, and then another video. She's like, yeah, no, it just suggests things based on what I like, and I was, I felt very Ron Swanson, <laughs> and I just wanted to, like, throw the phone yeah. to the dumpster yeah. and say, this is bad. I, there's... It's probably not, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I, there's a book out right now, and gosh, I cannot remember the name of it. I ironically saw it on Instagram, but I think it's something to the effect of put your phone down, yeah. and it talks about the addictive qualities of a phone and even my friend who's a psychologist she has changed her phone to black and white mm. and so she doesn't pick it up as much anymore because it's not colorful interesting yeah she so she she's a psychologist for northwestern and so um she counsels their very high stress like law students and doctor doctoral students and um medical students and i think phones frequently are a stressor like they cause people anxiety and so they even have caused her anxiety so she like she quit instagram i really still enjoy instagram and i like putting book reviews on there and i enjoy interacting with people but i do think i do think instagram changed my reading life and i'm not i'm not happy about that Mm. i think i can blame some of my changed reading life on the bookshelf for sure. sure it's a way more stressful job than i've had and it's um I have to read for work. Right. But I think I think Instagram more than anything else has affected my reading life and I hate to admit that publicly. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, and I play a I play a video game on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I spend more time on that than I do on social media. Yeah. Where if I have 10 minutes, I'm not going to pick up a book. I'll right. pick up my game because that doesn't require immersion. Immersion or effort. Yeah. 
right? Um, if I have 10 minutes, I know I'm only going to get a few pages read, and that doesn't feel substantial to me. Yeah. I want to have that, like, three-hour block where yeah. I can read. And I think that right there, I'm trying to move away from yeah. that because as we become more adults and therefore more committed, yeah, those three-hour blocks don't exist. Right. And so that's why I say... Take a book with you everywhere, and even if you struggle to get out of that habit, like I said, I'm going to go to this church meeting tonight, and I'm going to show up early because that's what I do, and I think my my gut impulse might be to reach for my phone, but I will have my book. Like, it's at least physically present. So if you have a book with you places, I think that makes a difference. And I can attest to that. I did that, like, probably the best reading summer of my life was after my sophomore year in college. I read, like, six or eight, like, really good, like, classic books. But I brought them with me everywhere because yeah. I was really trying to get through them. Yeah. Like, but I just remember bringing the catcher in the ride at church on like a <laughs> Wednesday, and I was like, aha, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I totally think there are just these pockets of time that now we fill up with mm-hmm. scrolling or with, you know, doing yeah. something And I didn't have that then. I didn't exactly. have a smartphone until I was in grad school. That's right. So, like, so I think it's those little pockets of time. Obviously, the ideal situation for us both, it sounds like, is on vacation yep. <laughs> and outside. Yeah. But and I did read some on vacation. Well, good. Okay, so, but the reality is, obviously, that's not our everyday life. No. And so those are the ideal reading situations, but it's really about making the most of the less than ideal reading situations. That's good advice. Yeah. is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album, Forlorn Strangers. You can learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, please check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a free full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. This happened online. Okay. Uh, but someone messaged me because I mentioned that the Butterworth family was very excited about Florida State advancing Mm -hmm. in March Madness because my father was the manager of the 1972 Florida State Seminole basketball team. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, when they went to the final two and played UCLA. So we have a rich basketball history in my family, and so FSU, in a surprising upset, beat Xavier this weekend, and so my family was, like, on this group text, so I said something on the Internet, like, the Butterworth family is stoked, Blah, blah. So somebody messaged me back and was like, what? The B in your name stands for Butterworth? That is adorable. And I realized, yeah. You're just saying to be Jones. Yeah, guys, the B stands for Butterworth, which is a kick, you know what, name. And I gave out syrup bottles at my wedding, so. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.
the bottom of the barrel again. Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Oh, we've cast our lots with all the devils of sin. Oh, my God, oh, my God.